does a movie about a killer clown strike a little too close to home? How about if it's set in the 80s? No, we're not talking about It Chapter 2 again. We're actually talking about Joker on this episode of the Gaming and Chill Podcast. Before we jump into it, this episode is sponsored by Humble Bundle, but we'll hear a little bit more about that later. So, I want to talk about Joker. I went and seen it this last Saturday, and Snap Judgment, an amazing movie. I actually really loved their performances. I actually really enjoyed the movie. There was a lot of things surrounding the movie though that makes me really question a lot of things not about the movie just about society as a whole um and and, and let me be very clear i'm not making light of anything that was concerning or anything i I just want to raise the question of why um so with the movie coming out people were concerned about threats of violence at the theater um, particularly after the last Batman movie, The Dark Knight Rises, there was an incident in Colorado. Uh, and again, not making light of that, and sympathy goes out to everybody who is affected by that. But it, it feels like we're getting to the point of we're starting to panic about everything. And I get why but at the same time it's also a little bit concerning it it feels it's starting to feel like chicken little screaming the sky is falling eventually we're going to get desensitized to panic or actually dangerous situations so for context on opening night for the joker movie they were beefing up security and police patrols at theaters for because of threats of violence from months ago. And while that's the responsible thing to do, there were people who were genuinely panicked about it. And my thoughts are is, if you're panicked about it, you're living your life in a state of fear. And if you live your life in a state of fear, you're you're not living your best life. Not to sound, you know, overly cheesy, but if you're panicking about everything, you're not enjoying your daily life. Now, if you feel that it's a genuine thing, then sure, you know, avoid it. Don't put yourself in a situation you truly believe is dangerous. You believe it's a truly genuine threat, but I almost think it's almost like a a zeitgeist thing. Of it becomes almost like a meme. Where did it come from? No one really knows, but it keeps going. Urban legends, wives' tales. Who is the first person to say that this would happen? Well, we don't. Well, we really don't know. But dang, are we gonna keep sharing it? It's like those Instagram 
you don't have the right to my photo pictures that people share and think that it actually does something. It, it doesn't. But where did it come from? So where did the idea that there's going to be issues come from? Maybe someone made a threat because they thought it would be funny and those people are dumb and stupid and should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Raising a panic is not ever okay. So is that going to affect Joker's bottom line for opening weekend? I don't think so. But I want to say right off the top, stop, stop panicking. I get if you feel there's a genuine threat, you got to do what's best for you. But if the idea of it, if you're like, well, I don't want to risk it. Eh, I don't know. I'm just getting, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm getting uh, frustrated with the, oh my gosh, pa- the, the panicking, everything is going to be a problem phase where we're in. And I get that we've had issues this year alone. But if you stop living your life because of a perceived thought, you stopped living your life. And that's dangerous. So on to the actual movie review. I thought it was amazing. I thought it, honestly, it might be the best movie of 2019. And there have been a lot of good movies in 2019. The performances were spot on, honestly. I couldn't think of a moment where I was like, meh. And understanding film actually makes some of it even better. Because some of the uh, images, some of the sequences, they last like a second or two, almost too long. But that being said, I think that actually makes it better. Because a second or two too long makes you feel unsettled, uncomfortable. Like, there's that tension that you could feel that could be cutting it with a knife. Like, if you sat on a sequence of somebody for a little too long, it starts to think, well, maybe something's going to happen to that person out of the blue. Like, something unexpected. It's a horror movie trope of when things go quiet and it centers in on a person they're probably going to die. But in this movie, it's more of just to make the viewer uncomfortable, which really works, because this movie is not a comfortable movie. It makes you stop and think, makes you stop and go, whoa. And there's a line in there that I think it connects with the comic books, and it connects with a lot. Um, the line is, I just had a bad day. In the comic books, Joker's quoted as saying, anybody could go crazy. All it takes is just one bad day. And it's really interesting, that line of, there's things that, in the, I don't, I do not want to spoil it. It just came out. Uh, we'll spoil it later, eventually, I'm sure. Because this is a movie I don't want to spoil. But, spoiler, Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. Arthur Fleck is the Joker. Surprise! It's never uh, it's never a shocker moment. But there are some things in there that it makes you go, Whoa! Okay, didn't see that coming. 
and I don't want to spoil those for you. But the movie does a lot of different things that make you go, whoa, okay. And if it was connected to the DC universe as a whole, they wouldn't have been able to do them. This movie is intended just to sit on its own. It's not meant to connect with any Batman movie, with any Superman, Batman versus Superman, Aquaman, Justice League, none of that. It's intended as, hey, what would it be like if uh, the Joker was this? It's like comic books, where a random comic book is wrote about, hey, maybe what happened if, you know, this happened? What would happen? And it just runs with it, and it becomes an alternate universe or something like that. It's interesting how we've started to tie ourselves to cinematic universes and we've lost the ability to go, well, that was just a nice one-off movie. That'll never connect to anything. That won't have sequels. That won't have a cinematic universe attached to it. We've started to go, well, this movie is... It has the DC name on it, so it must be part of the DC Cinematic Universe. No, it really doesn't. Comic books exist within the continuum, so can movies. Maybe this isn't the exact same Joker as you thought you would see, but it's good nonetheless. The Nolan Dark Knight series doesn't connect to the Cinematic Universe. Batman Returns doesn't connect to the cinematic universe. A lot of the Batman movies and Superman movies of the 80s and early 90s, they don't connect to the cinematic universe, and that's okay. We don't have to make cinematic universe movies. We can make a movie for the sake of making a movie because we think it would be kind of a cool idea. Could this movie have been made into something else, not the Joker? Absolutely. Swap out Gotham for New York, swap out, you know, the Waynes for, I don't know, anyone. And you have a different movie. It's the same movie, but it's different in that sense. There's nothing that makes it go, this has to be a Batman movie. This has to be within the DC universe. No. It just really so happens that it does. And I think that's what actually makes it better. Because it's nice and refreshing to have an expectation of, well, maybe this could connect to a cinematic universe. And, and then it doesn't. So your brain is constantly going, oh, that's a nice reference. And there are references. There are definitely references to real life events. To comic book things which are kind of cool. But I'm not going to be sitting there going, okay, now, how does this movie fit in with the new Batman movie coming out? Or how does this fit in with Suicide Squad or Birds of Prey? How does this fit in with Batman versus Superman or Justice League or Aquaman or Wonder Woman? No. It's a nice, self-contained world. And it will remain a nice self-contained world. Which is refreshing. To be able to go into a movie and go... And, and, and 
to not expect anything more, not to expect sequel after sequel after sequel upon cinematic universe, crossover event, endgame. Nothing. I sat till the very, very end, and there was no after credit scene, no teaser, no nothing. Which was refreshing. Because my brain was trained well, if this is a comic book movie, I better sit for an extra 5-10 minutes just to sit through the credits for a 30-second teaser or a 5-second sound clip that'll surely mean it's going to be part of this universe. No. The credit, the movie's over. It goes, the end, literally. It says, the end. And you can walk out. That's it. There's no expansion upon the world none of that it's refreshing honestly it it really is the music is perfect for this movie set in the times frame it is the music just fits the locale fits the sets everything from what i was reading it's a lot of practical effect which is good, considering how this year has been the year of, well, this last, I feel like this last decade has been the last decade, the decade of CGI superhero movies of, yeah, we're just going to put the suit on and you, on you and post. We're just going to do this and post. We're just going to do, you know, all this rendering. You're just going to run around on a green screen. It felt like a real movie. It felt like a classic movie that there was sets and filming on location and everything. It just felt right. Honestly, I think this is an Oscar-worthy movie, although I don't think it's going to win an Oscar. I think it's I think it's going to get cheated. Because Joaquin Phoenix does an amazing job. His his performance is nearly perfect, I would say. The the Joker laugh, perfect. Perfect. I think the person who perfected it, Mark Hamill, does it better because, of course, he, I think, perfected it. But Walking Phoenix comes pretty darn close. There are some moments in there that I was like, that sounds like Mark Hamill but it was Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix deserves an Oscar for this. Whether or not he'll get it, who knows? That's all politics. It's interesting that it's getting reviewed poorly on Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes, but it's nearly acing in the user reviews because there's no politics attached to it. When a person reviews it, they're going to give it glowing reviews. When a corporation reviews it, they have to think about their bottom line. People were, want, people were scared that this was going to be promoting violence or promoting the, I think it was the incel community or this community or that community. It's like, no, it's just a movie. Yes. Is there violence in it? Yes. I think six people die in it? But that's it. Certainly, we've had 
more violent movies this year. I mean, heck, I would argue that even the Avengers is more, by body count, more violent. Sure, it doesn't have the, the blood involved, doesn't have the raw, visceral nature of it, but body count, even if they're mindless Thanos monster you know, aliens, they still count. This one had six. Certainly well below the Saw franchise, which is popular around Halloween. Certainly less than Rambo or Robocop, which I've seen people throwing around there. It's good. I honestly think it might be the best movie of 2019. And like I said, there have been some darn good movies this year. But this one might take the cake. Because it just feels refreshing in a way. Yeah, it's a DC movie, but it's not a DC movie. It actually made sense because they weren't trying to make it fit in with the cinematic universe, which is, I think, one of their downfalls. So honestly, I highly recommend going and seeing this movie. Walk in with an uh, uh, an open mind and go, okay, let's see what's going on. Get some popcorn, get a drink, and watch this movie. There's nothing... It is not the most violent movie I've ever seen. It is not disgusting the amount of violence in this movie. Certainly not. It's downright tame compared to some movies. But it makes you stop and go, huh. And honestly, I think that's really good. Is it going to be like a movie that, you know, you tent pull around and go, this, it's advocating for better mental health. I don't think so. I think that would be ascribing it properties that we don't need to have. It's a movie. Yes, can you have conversations about it? Sure. But I think that's disingenuous, and I don't think that it's doing any good. So, I wanted to cut the tension of the beginning and this middle with uh, uh, reading an interesting, funny-ish article. But before that, uh, let's hear from our sponsor, Humble Bundle. Thanks, guys. Our partner for this week's podcast is Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is an online digital store that sells some of the most popular games from the most popular game developers. But that's not all. They also offer bundle deals that change weekly and monthly that allow you to pay a designated amount for a collection of games or ebooks that can often save you hundreds of dollars. Humble Bundle then donates portions of its proceeds to a featured charity. In addition to this awesome business model, they have also partnered with us so we get a small portion of any purchase or donation through their website. All you need to do is go to our website, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click the Humble Bundle Partner logo and shop for any games of your heart's desire. Thanks, Humble Bundle. Back to you guys. Okay, so this actually is an article from the website called the Babylon Bee, which is kind of like the Onion, but not. So it's it is a purely satire website, just to make you go ha ha and think, yeah, that sounds like a actual headline. So I wanted to read this one. It was sent to me by uh, Sam actually, and I wanted to read it because I thought it was kind of funny. Um, and makes you stop and think. And I thought it kind of fit in with the theme of people worrying about 
uh, gun violence and because of this movie and everything like that, I thought that would cut the tension and actually uh, create a laugh. And I, I think this might be something I want to read more uh, articles like this just to kind of cut some tension because I think everyone needs a genuine laugh or to go, haha, that's a fake article, but sounds like something real. So, title of it, Officer Jenny Suspended After Shooting Ashes Pikachu. Palatown. Veteran of the police force, Officer Jenny, has been suspended with pay pending an investigation into an incident in which she shot Ashes Pikachu during a routine house check. Officer Jenny claimed she feared for her life after Pikachu said, Pika Pika, and turned its head sideways curiously. She was checking in on Ash after a neighbor had reported a domestic disturbance, though this later turned out to be Ash screaming at his Charizard to obey him as the giant fire lizard smugly refused and burnt him to a crisp. Officer Jenny heard the Pokemon noises as she approached and pulled out her sidearm. She kicked the door in and immediately started firing, taking a small electric rat Pokemon down with 17 shots to the face as she screamed for everyone to get down on the ground. Nurse Joy showed up to administer aid, accompanied by several other medical professors, including Nurse Joy and a renowned physician, Nurse Joy. The officer and her partner, Officer Jenny, have been pulled off duty pending the investigation. Their patrol is being taken over by the for police force's replacement officers, Officer Jenny and Officer Jenny. There you go. That was your article. I thought it was interesting. thought it was very uh, for the time, but also in a sense it makes you stop and realize that uh, nothing ever changes. You know, uh, everybody is replaceable, but re you replace it with the exact same thing because of the way things work. So that actually ends the podcast. I had a wonderful time going and seeing Joker. I think you should too. Um, go see it. Um, so until next week, I really hope that you have an enjoyable week. We're coming up on Halloween. If there's any topics you would like discussed, let me know. As always, you can support us on Patreon and get this entire episode ad-free, no mid-roll. Um, and I think that is worth an effort. And I think we're going to be producing a new series uh, about lore that is going to be Patreon exclusive. So you want to jump in on that one to get that. So until next week, I hope that you have a wonderful week. And remember, just smile a little bit. Thanks, guys. And thank you to all of our listeners out there, because we really couldn't do it without you. We hope you enjoyed this week's Gaming and Chill podcast. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, follow us on social media, or learn how to support the podcast directly, check us out at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. Also, be sure to stay up to date with Gaming and Chill by following us on Twitter at at gaming underscore in underscore chill. Yes, that is gaming underscore in as in Nancy underscore chill. You can also find links to the articles, games, and videos mentioned in this podcast in the description below. Thanks again for watching, and until next time. Bye.